Welcome to the Manifest Podcast, your weekly dose of manifestation inspiration. I'm your host, Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, manifestation expert, creative entrepreneur, and mother of four. My mission is to help you manifest the life and business of your dreams, and I am truly honored to have a global movement of manifestation inspiration that has touched millions of people in over 170 countries around the world. Each episode is designed to remind you that you have the power to create your own reality and manifest your dreams when you connect with the energy of the universe. So join me every week as we dive deep into the world of manifestation and unlock the power within you to manifest the life you have always wanted. Are you ready? Let's start manifesting. Hello there, welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast and today I am going to be talking to you about healing and why it's so important to remember the power that you have within your thoughts, within your emotions, within the actions that you take within your life to facilitate that healing in body, in mind and in spirit. So today's episode is titled, This is How You Heal. And we're going to be having more of a metaphysical focus on the practices for self-healing. Now, before we begin, I just want to remind you, and it's so funny that I, I need to remind you of this, that I am not a medical professional by any stretch of the imagination. This is simply my perspective on what I've seen work in my own life and in the lives of many of the people that I've worked with over the last decade. So we're going to be exploring various methods of self-healing, whether it's through mind, body and spirit. It's going to be a really good episode today. So you may want to have a pen and a piece of paper handy. One of the key things to remember when we talk about self-healing is that only you can identify what phase of a healing journey you are on right now, whether you are on a, a healing journey that is emotionally focused, meaning that you may have been through a season of grief or a new chapter of your life. Perhaps you are an empty nester and you are getting used to life when your kids are off at college, or perhaps you have recently gotten divorced, or maybe you've recently lost a loved one and that requires you to turn to your spiritual toolbox to go down that journey of self-healing and self-awareness. And then the other side, the flip side of this coin is that you could be on a healing journey emotionally and physically, maybe you are suffering in with specific physical ailments. Maybe you have received a difficult diagnosis. Perhaps you've been told something by the doctors and they've told you that there's a certain way of doing things, but then you're curious as to whether there are other things, supplementary things that you can do that will help to facilitate an accelerated healing path. And so today I want to be sharing those key insights with you to remind you first and foremost of the power of thoughts and emotions when it comes to healing. We're going to discuss how your thoughts and emotions affect your physical health and well-being. We're going to explore the concept of energy and how it relates to your thoughts and your emotions. And I also want to share with you some really interesting research from Dr. Masaro Amoto. And he passed away, sadly, over a decade ago now. And I remember hearing about his work 
for the first time when I watched The Secret back in 2006. And he was the guy that did a lot of studies with water and the impact of either positive or negative emotions on the cellular structure of water. So if you're familiar with this, you'll know that the positively reinforced cells were more structured and harmonious and and quote unquote beautiful or more organized. Whereas the input of negative emotion, of fearful emotion on the cells, it was discord, it was disarray, it was all disjointed and chaotic. And so this has always haunted me over the years of how our thoughts and our emotions create our physical reality. How does this impact our well-being? And I know that many of you know that I have just recently recovered from Mohs surgery for my skin cancer. And when you have skin cancer, and I've done so much research on this, it is a deep healing journey because it can trace back trauma in the layers of your skin for decades. And then all of a sudden it rises to the surface to be healed. And if I really think back to some of the times where I had what I call my internal mean girl, where I was so critical of myself, my inner critic was constant, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't pretty enough or thin enough or athletic enough or any of that not enoughness, I can see that it had a radical impact on my health. Now, I don't share this with you to Uh, how do I put this, to bring about any sense of shame if you do have that inner critic right now. It's just bringing awareness to it and realizing that that's the little devil sitting on your shoulder that is trying to keep you stuck. And we live in a society right now that echoes, (laughs) that echoes so loudly all of the reasons that you are not enough because you need that fancy skin cream or you need you know, whatever it is that you need in order to feel fulfilled. I mean, that's called marketing, right? That's, that's nothing new. But really ask yourself, how often do you play into that thinking, oh, I need to get that face cream because I'm, you know, not good enough or I need that because my wrinkles are unsightly or I'm getting older. How often do you make a purchasing decision based on not enoughness? So, I mean, that is a really really interesting exercise if you care to lean in with a bit of curiosity to see the areas in your life which you hand your power over thinking that something else has the ability to construct the landscape of your reality. So first thing I want you to do if you are on a healing journey of any kind is to be kind to yourself. Show up with a sense of self-compassion rather than looking in the mirror and finding fault and finding the flaws, (laughs) especially as, you know, we're getting older. I'm getting older. I'm 43 now. But that doesn't mean that I have to be critical of who I am based on what society tells me that I should or shouldn't be, because that takes you off a healing path. And a few years ago now, I started getting my very first gray hairs on my head and I would pluck them out. I wrote about this in my latest book called Be the Love. And I would see these little silver threads and I'd feel so much, um, how do I, how do I phrase this without offending anyone? I felt like it was, it was almost proof that I was getting older, 
right? <laughs> I remember my mom went through the same thing. She used to get like waterproof mascara because she has black hair and she'd cover up the grays. And I know so many women out there now, this is no judgment, cover up the grays as soon as they see them. Or maybe you're on a weekly dyeing schedule or fortnightly dyeing schedule to get rid of the gray hairs. And as I was plucking mine out of my head, I thought to myself, what affirmation is this sending to the universe if I am not sending love and acceptance and compassion to this stage of my life? What is that What is that actually showing the universe? I am so grateful for my gray hairs now and sometimes I dye them, sometimes I don't. It's been like six months since I've dyed my hair. And what I've noticed is that they're not growing in as fast. It's like they stopped. That could be different vitamins and supplements that I'm taking. But that doesn't mean even if they did start to come in thick and fast that I wouldn't show them love and appreciation and an opportunity to either, you know, color my hair because I want to be, I want to express myself in a certain way versus coloring my hair to hide myself. You see the difference? There's a key and subtle distinction there of the place in which you you, uh, practice self-care or self-expression. It's the the not enoughness. Doing things from the space of not enoughness will derail you from your healing journey. I've seen this happen so many times. It's like when I had my tummy tuck, I had an abdominoplasty, oh, it'll be nearly four years ago now, in 2019. I can't believe it's been that long. And I remember really sitting on the fence thinking, if I do this, does it show my daughters that I don't love and accept my body the way that it is? And so I really had to get to a point where I would fully accept my body the way it was with the, uh, I had a abdominal separation, it's called diastasis recti. And at that time I was doing a lot of speaking gigs and I wanted to feel stronger in my core because I had tried everything under the sun for nearly 20 years to bring about the closure of my stomach muscles and I just couldn't do it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this for me, for my strength and full transparency. It didn't really matter. It didn't make me love myself more. It didn't make me accept myself more or show myself more compassion. If anything, it was just a reminder that even the most extreme actions do not bring about the mental change that you can have no matter what your situation is, right? So again, really thinking about how your thoughts, feelings, and actions on a metaphysical level impact your healing. So this is how you heal. You heal by seeing yourself as vibrantly well. And you use the power of affirmations because this is how you impact yourself on a cellular level. I am healed. I am whole. I am well. I am vibrant. I am full of energy. I am youthful. I am radiant. I am so grateful for my health. If you make it a point to share and express gratitude, even if it's just in your journal, in your Dear Universe journal, by the way, you can get one from dearuniverse.com. If you write that down once a day, you will notice a radical change in your level of health and well being. Now, let's just say that you have just been given a very difficult diagnosis, or perhaps you have lost a loved one. These are two of the most extreme 
levels of discord and disharmony that one can experience. It is so imperative to show yourself compassion and to not sweep your negative emotions under the rug. It's perfectly okay for you to have moments of it's not fair. Why is this happening to me? And then as soon as you go into a phase of accepting what is, which happens, whether a loved one dies and passes away, you will get to a point of accepting what is. Whether you get a diagnosis, a difficult diagnosis, you will get to a point of accepting what is. And when you do that, rather than fighting, you don't want to approach it from a space of fighting. So many people, especially in the... um, how do I, <laughs> I want to be very careful about how I say this. People that have lost loved ones to things like cancer, which is awful, right? It's the worst. People say that, oh, they, they fought hard. They fought hard. But it's not about fighting. It's about showing up and accepting the mission. As hard as it is, this is a really, really difficult topic and subject to speak about because it requires so much mental strength. Sometimes mental strength is called upon in these moments where we don't think that we have it within us to get through that season of struggle. But then you do because time passes. Time will always pass and change who you are and what you were capable of. And if you are still here with a beating heart and taking breath into your lungs, then you are healed. You are healing. At the moment, <laughs> I, I've told this story before. <laughs> I wrote about it in Be the Love, about when I had my tummy tuck and the incision opened up again because of the scar tape. Well, guess what happened to me after my Mohs surgery recently? I put scar tape on my Mohs surgery incision and it opened up a little bit. So this is obviously another lesson from the universe to Sarah Prout that says, Sarah Prout, do not use silicon scar tape on any of your wounds <laughs> because, because you have some kind of mild allergy. So right now I am seeing my face as healed. It's a little bit red. It's a little bit swollen still, even th- just under four weeks after the operation. But I'm seeing myself as healed because I have a timeline of things that I need to get done. I've got some videos to record. I've got a new course that's coming out soon. And I need, or in my mind, a blemish-free face, but that may not be realistic. And let's face it, is it really that important if I have, quote, unquote, flawless skin? Because you think of presenters, you think of public figures, best-selling authors, people of any level of influence, and you think they must have to look a certain way, but they don't. Nobody has to. Nobody has to look a certain way because you are your own unique version of you. This is part of the healing path, embracing it all. Flaws, perceived imperfections make you uniquely you. And when we try to be like somebody else or try to be perfect, guess what happens? You run yourself into the ground. It does not work. So... Metaphysical practices for self-healing. This is a really powerful thing to grasp, to get rid of comparison if it is the thief of joy right now in your life. Visualization, visualizing yourself as healed and whole. 
visualizing yourself as the perfect version, divine expression of you. And then affirmations work a lot as well, as well as energy healing, sound healing, sound frequencies, hold different ways of being able to support you through whatever you're going through. So uh, check out the really incredible variety of healing tones and sound healings that are available on places like Spotify. If you're looking for meditations, you can download all of the free Dear Universe meditation tracks that I have to offer as my mini podcast that comes out every Monday. I'll link to that in the show notes. But it is so important for you to take time to remember that you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. It is a downflow. So the more you can take care of your relationship with a higher power, whether you call that God or the universe or source energy, or even if you don't believe in a higher power, that there is an all-pervading force that conspires to heal you. Let's just say um, you fall over and graze your knee. I had this happen recently with my youngest daughter, Ava Moon, and her knee was bleeding a little bit. She fell over on concrete. It was really painful. And I reminded her that her body right now, all of the cells, the blood is rushing to that point. And all of the first responders on a cellular level are working to heal the problem. Our bodies have infinite intelligence. We have to remember that, that we are the expression of the divine. And that the more we take care of our vessel, our temple, this meat suit that we've been given, the more that we will experience the fullness of life. Not this disconnection between mind and body and social media. Let's talk about that for a minute. Social media can really disconnect you from yourself, that you don't feel grounded in your body that you're stuck in your mind rather than making that journey from your mind to your heart to your body to feeling your feet firmly planted on the ground it is so important that you remember that your body is a divine expression and that taking care of it by feeding it nourishing foods hydrating it exercising it moving your body in any way that you can or are capable of doing so and then the key to healing <laughs> This really, this really stuck out for me when I read a book recently. One of my favorite books, it's called Your Forces and How to Use Them by Prentice Mulford. He was a New Thought leader back in the 1800s. And he wrote about the importance of rest on the healing journey. That without rest, you cannot heal. You cannot push forward. You have to allow yourself time to rest and receive, receive the healing. And then turning to healing modalities like Reiki, which is a, a vibrational form of healing or sound healing. Meditation is so powerful, or even crystals. I've recently started using flower essences as well, bark flower essences. And that has been extremely helpful when it comes to gently, energetically supporting a healing path. There are so many things that you can do and ultimately it's up to you whether you want to guide your own experience in a way that suits you the best. So find what works for you. Always find what works for you and trust in your journey and see yourself as whole and healed in body, in mind and in spirit. Thank you so much for being here with me today. My name is Sarah Prout 
And until next time, happy manifesting.